part of the angle of running a carpet cleaning business, a home service business, is getting leads from various sources and not being confined to one source. So that's what we're going to be discussing today is pay-per-click, local service ads, paid, paid ad um, traffic, how, how to get it, how to set it up, things that you need to know, things that you need to be watching out for. If you're using a service company to help you with that, things that you should be making sure they're doing. I'll show you our methodology and the way we do it as well so that you have a really good idea of everything that that, uh, that is involved in running a proper pay-per-click ad, and even if you should, or should be running one or not. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to the Carpet Cleaner Success Podcast, a show created to inspire carpet cleaning business owners to build their own thriving residential and commercial cleaning business. Your host, John Clendenning, has built and sold successful cleaning businesses for multiple six figures over his 30-year career and is the founder of Carpet Cleaner Marketing Masters, a digital agency that turns your online marketing into a lead generation machine. Tune in as John shares proven tips, strategies, and expert interviews to help fast track your success in the carpet cleaning industry. Yeah, make sure that I've got your full attention. I tend to talk quickly and move through things quickly. There will be a replay, but that's another reason why I want your full attention. I'm not one of these people that tell you something slowly at all. Um, So I've got to come from an Irish family and... You know, you, you have to speak fast and speak up to get a word in edgewise. So uh, that's what I learned how to do. So if you're a carpet cleaning business or small business owner and you're serious about getting results this year, um, let's pay attention because it's going to be that important. Um, what we're going to cover today, why pay-per-click is key to unlimited scalability in terms of lead flow for your carpet cleaning um, and home service businesses. Um I'm going to show you some live examples of pay-per-click campaigns generating anywhere from five to 15 times ROI um, for other carpet cleaners and home service businesses. I'm going to show you how to set up and structure your pay-per-click campaign for maximum cost per lead. I'm going to even tell you why pay-per-click might be a good option for you and what kind of KPIs. So those are the key performance indicators. Um, what kind of tracking, what kind of landing pages, what kind of land campaign structure you need to be thinking of to be able to make this work. And just as a little bit of an ethical bribe, if you stay until the end, we've got a bundle of service or of, of a marketing kit, a carpet cleaner resource marketing kit, and we keep adding to it uh, every every time we do a, a webinar or training that's got lots of stuff to to hand out and give you. We'll put that into the kit as well. But if you stay to the end, I'm going to give you this this whole kit. Uh, one of the most important pieces of it is the checklist. If you haven't gone through. Uh, the ultimate internet marketing checklist for carpet cleaners yet, you're going to want to get your copy of that and make sure that you print it off and check off the things that you've got on the go and the things that you don't. It really, really helps align your business to how the internet works. We know that 95% of all consumers go to the internet um, to look for things. It doesn't mean postcards don't work. It doesn't mean that organic outreach marketing doesn't work. It just means it's part of the flow and it's the, one of the biggest parts of the flow to get new clients. And if you're not maximizing your internet, then you're missing out on a whole bunch of clients that are going somewhere else. They're going to your competitors. So this right here is going to be important to you. And then we just got a bunch of other guides and reports as well on how to, how to, how to create a website that is designed for conversions and, and, and then how to do your Google listing, your Google, my business, Google business, um, um, 
profile it's now called Google instead of Google Google My Business. They changed the name to Google Business Profile um, not that long ago. But that how to maximize that listing because that's Google Maps and that's where people get um, find out about you. So stick around at the end. You're going to get this really cool set of resources. So who am I? I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but I've been a business owner since 1990 while still in high school. Uh, I've owned many, many successful cleaning businesses, carpet cleaning business, duck cleaning. Uh, I've done flood restoration. I've done uh, uh, owned janitorial businesses with crews of 20 and 30 people, all of that kind of kind of stuff over the years. Most of the businesses I've, I've held on to for 10, 20, 30 years. So it's not just uh, kind of come and go. And I've also lectured at many association workshops and three-day elite retreats, um, teaching people how to run a service business properly, de- deliver a great client experience, what that means, all that kind of stuff. And I've been a keynote speaker at Chamber of Commerce events and all kinds of different events over the years as well, and bought and sold biz- businesses. And um, just last year, in the middle of a pandemic, sold our two-van two carpet cleaning business, the final one, um, high, high-end carpet cleaning business for, you know, in the ballpark of half a million dollars in cash um, in the middle of a pan- pandemic because of the value that the, the business has built up over, over the 27 years I owned it. So um, know what I'm doing in the carpet cleaning industry, know what I'm doing in consulting for cleaning businesses, and I'm willing to share all that information. I'm not going to go through this. Um, you guys can see it on the screen. These are clients of ours um, that are ranking number one, watching their companies grow like crazy just by getting their marketing and internet marketing right. So what we do is we help our clients become the top carpet cleaning brand in their local marketplace so that they can attract the best clients. They're able to charge top rates and they're booked out weeks in in advance. And I'm going to show you how we do that a little bit. Like I'm going to kind of touch on it, but you can go back to a lot of our other training, go to our website, um, carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com. And there's a free training section where you can go through and even podcasts where you can go through all of our previous trainings and and things like that. Lots and lots of great information to explain how we make this possible so that you are not working, you know, our goal is to have our, our, our clients be the owner of their business if they don't want to be the, the person in the truck. If you're an owner operator and you want to start handing that off to technicians, you need to know how to grow. Um, if you want to be able to sell it for more than the price of your equipment, you need to know how to grow. And one of the ways you need to grow is to become seen as the go-to brand in your local marketplace. Everybody knows that you are the top dog. So if they want a cheaper alternative, they may want to call somebody else because you don't want to be everything to everybody, but you're going to be the top dog in your marketplace. And that's what we're going to teach you how to do. And one of the aspects of that is pay-per-click. Should you be part of the, should pay-per-click be part of your overall internet marketing strategy? And that's a, a, a you know, a question a lot of business owners I talk to uh, ask themselves, should we be doing pay-per-click at all? Well, our digital dominance method which we talk about every single month on these trainings and is a big part of our website and a big part of our, our consultations that we do, um, discuss how to build a proper service business, cleaning business, home service business, and all of the steps that go into that all the way around. But if you notice here, part of the visibility is pay-per-click, local service ads, pay directory listings, and paid Facebook ads. It's part of the ways that you need to get traffic, and I'll tell you why, and I'll tell you, I'll show you how you can make sure it's profitable traffic. So a lot of businesses miss what we're going to talk about here today, and we're going to share how you know it's to make it profitable, how you're going to get an ROI on it, how to track that so that you know what's working and what's not working, and what kind of costs you should expect to pay for a lead from a pay-per-click service versus 
say organic rankings, Google Maps, Google My, Google Maps, your organic website rankings and all that kind of stuff, all of them have a different cost per lead. Just like your repeat clients, your repeat clients, a lot of people, oh, my repeat clients are free. Well, they shouldn't be free because you should be mailing them and staying on top of them. There's a cost to get them to come back to you, but that cost is per, per job they book um, is much less than buying a new client. So your goal is to buy a new client from a paid source or organic traffic and then bring them into your company and then repeat, get repeats and referrals from them by actively marketing all of that. So hopefully that makes sense. So why should pay-per-click be part of your internet marketing strategy? One of the reasons is you can show up online immediately. So we talk about SEO and organic. So about 40 to 50% of all traffic scrolls down the page when, they, when they're searching online. If they're searching in Google, for example, they scroll past the ads, they scroll past the maps listing, and they go down into the organic listings where the websites are. So your website needs to be ranking for a lot of your major keyword terms and in every little market that you're in. So if you've, if you've got like 10 surrounding cities around where you're located, you won't be showing up in the maps for those, those cities, but you need to be showing in the organic listing, but you can also be showing up in the paid listing. Well, it takes, you know, all of your competitors are trying to show up in the maps. All of your competitors are trying to show up organically as well. So it, it, it takes a while to influence Google to make them trust you, to trust your website. The website has to be built out very specifically. Lots of content needs to be put on it re continuously over time. And as you influence Google, your organic rankings start to grow and grow and grow. And you have to influence Google for all the different keywords that you, you do. There's about 1,500 to 2,000 different keywords that carpet cleaners can use alone. But, you know, that's everything from carpet cleaner to carpet cleaning to carpet cleaner near me to, you know, all of the how to get stains out and all of these kinds of things. And then upholstery cleaning, then tile cleaning, then wood floor cleaning. All of those have dozens and dozens of keywords as well. And you want to be showing up eventually for all of them. And that takes time. But with pay-per-click, you can start to show up immediately in the paid ads and at least get some of that traffic as the organic builds. So the organic is the asset. It's the long-term strategy to build your business. Um, the paid ads are just where you put money in a slot machine, pull the handle, and the goal is to have two or three or four times that money come back out again. So you want to put more money in and it's just a way of generating leads. So we're going to talk about that. So immediacy is one of the most important reasons to consider pay-per-click. Um, you can show up as much as possible where your customers are looking. So the, because they're looking a lot, your customers are looking online on Google, Yahoo, Bing, places like that, having a paid ad showing up to at least grab that 15 to 20% of the population that might be clicking on those paid ads is, is worth it. There's also the, um, the, the opportunity to show up for those keywords that you can't rank for. Say you're in a big marketplace and you can't just rank for the term carpet cleaning because that's a national term as well, like carpet cleaning, Miami, things like that with the geo modifiers, sure, that that's, makes it a little bit more specific for Google. But when somebody just types in carpet cleaning, you may not be ranking well for these hugely competitive terms. You might not be ranking for you know, broader terms like how to get cat pee, you know, or who can get cat pee out of my carpet. That might be a broader term that doesn't really um, that you don't really rank for, but you can run a paid ad to make sure that you show up in front of that traffic as well. And it's the unlimited scalability is a really big one as well. So what that basically means is there are companies out there right now, carpet cleaning companies right now that spend five and $10,000 a month 
on their pay-per-click ads because it's generating, you know, twenty, thirty thousand dollars a month in work. And and they're running, you know, that 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 strategy alone maybe brings in half a million dollars in their million, million and a half carpet cleaning business. So there's there's companies spending a lot of money on pay-per-click because it, it is a source of traffic. It's not the only source of traffic, but what that means is that if you're if you're only spending, if you've only ever tested like a thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, there is room to scale in most marketplaces to expand your paid ads so that you get more clicks and more traffic. If you want to add a new truck on the road and 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 things like that, you want to expand into a new market, a new territory. Say that. Um, your Google Maps listing is generating a lot of traffic in and around, you know, within about a five or 10 mile radius of where your, your office or location is set. But outside of that radius, you don't show up in the maps listing at all. Well, those are the areas you definitely want to have a paid ad so that you can influence those people to uh, um, that in those other markets where you don't have a maps listing as well. So it allows you to the scalability to expand to new territories and all that kind of stuff. Um, so why do most people pay-per-click, um, why do most, most pay-per-click campaigns fail? And that's a really good question because we hear all the time, you know what? I've tried pay-per-click and it was like throwing money down the toilet. I sure I generated some clicks. They showed me stuff, but it, I didn't, wasn't able to see, um, where the, where the leads were coming from. So one of the reasons is that either the person doing the pay-per-click ads for you, or if you're trying to do it yourself, you don't understand how the auction process works and the complexities of carpet cleaning and home businesses um, and how it all affects the quality score. So um, pay-per-click is, is, a, is an algorithm like everything else that Google does. And ultimately, you set your bid. And originally, way back in the day, the pay-per-click algorithm, algorithm, algorithm was you pay one cent more per click than whatever your highest competitor bid below you if, if, if you won the bid. So say, for example, you bid $100 a click and your competitor bid, bid five. You wouldn't be paying $100 a click. You, you would be paying $5.01. It was one cent over. But that was sort of like the very crude, raw, early beginnings of pay-per-click. Since then, Google's added all the complexities of, of their algorithms and stuff like that. And one of the big ones is the quality score. So regardless of what you bid, your cost per click is actually affected by how you set up your ads, how you set up the keywords, what landing pages, where you take them to, and how that is speaking about the exact same subject matter. So say, for example, you have a, an ad talking about carpet or upholstery cleaning, and you take them to your general page on your website, your homepage on your website, and that whole homepage is optimized for carpet cleaning, mostly, or all your services. Well, your quality score drops. Google looks at that and says, okay, well, the ad itself may not be very tied into just carpet cleaning, so that affects your quality score, and then where you're taking that traffic isn't also as congruent, and then if people show up there and don't engage with the page, they don't pick up the phone and call you, they don't stick around, they don't fill out a form, they just bounce right off, that affects your quality score, and everything that affects your quality score ups your price. Your cost per click goes up. Google charges you more for a poor experience, and they actually charge you less than what you're bidding if you are providing um, a great experience and your quality score is high. So a lot of businesses don't even manage the quality score and a lot of pay-per-click companies don't manage the quality score. And we'll get into that a little bit as well. Um, another one is the setting up one ad group for all services. And we've seen that a lot. We'll, we'll audit an account and somebody has just taken a whole bunch of keywords related to carpet cleaning. They don't know the nuances of the industry. They, they've never worked with carpet cleaners before, so they're just guessing. They've dropped them all into one ad group and just say go. And that again will cause your campaign to fail miserably. Um, 
don't use specific text ad text ads and landing pages for the groups of keywords that that you've assigned so even if they are smart enough to set up ad groups properly a multiple more than one if they don't set up the text ads and the um and the landing pages properly that's going to be um that's going to affect your uh and make it fail as well and there's no strong call to action or offer on the landing page for those specific keywords so ultimately we're not trying to be a group on crowd here we do not need to be selling our carpet cleaning services for three rooms in a hall for 99 dollars. we can let you know a lot of other companies do that if you're really great at upsells and you're not getting a lot of complaints from people feeling that they bought in at a low end and got sold a high end um maybe you're good at it but what i have found is that most businesses who who sell for 79 89 99 129 dollars for three rooms in the hall their average job is not much more than 150 bucks to 200 bucks a quality carpet cleaning company in most most major markets their average job should be about you know north of 250 250 to 350 to 400 the carpet cleaning business i just sold our average job in the busy season was 397 last year um in the off season when it's a little bit off it was down to 364 that was the average job and there's about 70 to 80 competitors on google alone in our marketplace um but we stood out differently and also had a better conversation on the phone and we did not sell a discount or cheap service so what is a strong offer we can show you a couple of examples of those um, but a strong offer is anything that's gonna cause people to choose you and it can be a bundle of things it could be adding some you know have a premium price but adding on some bonus services like always protecting the carpets 100% of the time for free. Well, your price could be higher, but you're also including cleaning, protection, a one-year warranty, spot removal, all of those kinds of things as a bundle. And that's a $150 value, yours free with any minimum carpet cleaning, things like that. So you can just be offering a $150 bonus bundle set, things like that. A free armchair, free you know flight of stairs with any full home cleaning or anything like that. There's ways to create great compelling offers that don't mean that you just give away money. So um, we'll show a little bit about that as well. So ultimately why most pay-per-click campaigns fail is that they're just trying to do everything. Carpet cleaning, commercial cleaning, upholstery cleaning, tile cleaning, wood floor cleaning, emergency, flood restoration, spot removal, all of those kinds of stuff, and then just driving it all to the webpage. And that is a recipe for failure. So right now, um, just, just off of that alone, has you know anybody in the chat here, have you used pay-per-click before? Have you had good results? Have you had bad results? Any takeaways from what I just said that kind of resonate with you going, oh, crap, I understand now. I know none of this. I set it up myself and didn't know it, or I had a company set it up, and I don't know what they did. So cool, cool. Thanks, Bruce. Yeah, so we got somebody saying, yeah, I've had companies in the past that have set things up and no clue what they're doing. Awesome. Yeah, somebody here, it's uh, Alan, he just said that he's had five five years ago, he stopped doing pay-per-click because he just didn't see any benefit in it. And I'm going to show you how to know there was a benefit, right? So let's, let's get into this. Let's get into a case study. So I'm going to share a couple of case studies of what it should look like, how the reporting should look, and the way numbers should actually flesh out. So this one here is a, is a carpet cleaning company we work with that's over a million dollars. I've hidden the name just, to, you know, just so nobody's, you know, people aren't going after looking at all their stuff and, and you know, messaging them and all that kind of stuff. But this is one of, one of our clients we run a pay-per-click campaign for. So this is reporting from our dashboard. Their total spend every month is $12,000 across not not just pay-per-click but that's across all of their marketing so you might go oh my gosh that's a lot john well their average cost per lead 
is coming in at at $12.82. And if you know anything about carpet cleaning, the cost for a lead across everything, you know, it's it's great to be anywhere from 20 to 50 bucks. You know, pack back in the uh the the days of the yellow pages if if you ran your math properly i remember like 2002 3 4 5 6 we we would run 5 to 7000 dollars a month worth of yellow page ads and that 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 managed a half a million dollar carpet cleaning business cuz everybody went to the yellow pages there's no internet at the time that you know there's no people weren't searching on the internet for for carpet cleaning businesses and things like that everybody went to the yellow pages and yeah that back then cost for a lead would be from the yellow pages would be anywhere between 50 and 80 bucks. So here we are fast forward 20 years and across all variables, we're getting a $12 lead for these guys. We generated 936 leads. So mixed in this price is the cost of our management fees. It's the cost of their ad budget. It's the cost of the SEO. It's so they're get, they got 223 organic calls from the organic rankings. They have, they had, um, 224 pay-per-click calls in this month. They had 387 maps calls. They're in a big marketplace and we've got them ranking in the three pack for almost all of their keyword terms. So they're getting a ton of calls from the maps as well. Does that mean they want to turn off these 224 calls? Absolutely not. They want to continue to grow their business. And then they've got web forms that got filled out um, 102 of those. So that's how they ended up with the 936. But more importantly, let's take Sorry. a, let's take a look at, um, um, what their pay-per-click campaign looked like. So this is just the pay-per-click component of that. So of that $12,000 spend, 9,000 of it is going towards the pay-per-click campaign. So pay-per-click, as you can see, that's a higher average cost per lead. It's still really good. Anything under $50 in carpet cleaning to generate a qualified lead. And depending on your conversion rates, if you've got a really good sales team on the phone, good, you know, um, you know, CSR answering the phone or CSR team, or you're using a call center, I would suggest all of that over picking the phone up yourself. If you're, if you're, if you're in the field, do not be answering your phone on your hip. You'll make way more money just having somebody dedicated to answer the phone who can talk to that customer and answer all of their questions properly without having to go because they got a job to do. Um, so that's, that's the point. But if you've got a really good um, sales team, then 224 leads should be at least 120 jobs. So if your average job is 300 bucks, that's $30,000, $34,000 coming from this $9,000 spend minimum, minimum. And that's only booking half of them. And a really good um, call, call team can book a lot more than that. Let, hey, if they don't book a job, let's book an on-site quote, you know, meet and greet, build some rapport, and then get them as a client. So um, it's all about positioning. But there's lots of other great data here. We know how many clicks generated that. We know the average click-through rate. This is how many impressions, how many people saw the ad, how many people clicked on it, things like that. So there's a lot of great data here. But we know that between their pay-per-click ad budget and the, the the minimal management fee to run the ads for them, um, it was $9,000 of their $12,000 spend. The other $3,000 goes to other internet marketing initiatives and, and, and SEO and Google Maps and stuff like that. So anyways, so let's break down the math here on this. They generated 224 leads. Even if we talk at a conservative rate, if, like if you're stuck on the phone, um, and you've got a con conservative conversion rate of 40%. Only 40% of those people turned into a job of any sort. So these are leads that actually picked up the phone and called you, filled out a chat or started a chat on your, on your website or filled out a form and say that, you know, that. So 40%, that's 89 jobs. 
89 jobs with an average ticket of 395. That's these guys right here actually have an, an average ticket of 395 bucks. Um, that is $35,000 just from that campaign alone. So minus the, the $9,000 spend, ad spend plus management fee, they had almost, they just, just under a four to one ROI. So for every $1 they spent on pay-per-click ads, they generated four back. Would they stop spending $1 to generate four back? Sure, you've got cost of, of employees. Um, you've got solution and stuff like that as well. But there's still a lot of profit built into this at that number. And there's scalability because now you know that you know, you've, you're, you're doing a, a brand new customer profitably. You don't ever want your customers who have used you before to ever go back and click on an ad and be a cost per click because you want to be in front of them every single, we say every single month at least, with an email, with some text messages, with a mailing. We do, you know, your best clients should have a monthly newsletter mailed to them or at least a quarterly um, campaign of some sort because you want your best clients to be on a sort of direct outreach program for you to get a hold of them, which is much less expensive than paid ads and leave your paid ads to brand new clients to build that base. You want to build your base of, of, of ideal clients and then you want to market your ideal clients internally and just continue to use this as your building break base. I'm of the mindset that if you've got a successful business, if you've got enough money to keep the, the, the ball rolling and you're not desperately looking for more work. Um, so early days, you're doing a lot of bootstrapping. We talked about that last month. And if you, if you didn't watch that one, go back and look at our low-cost marketing strategies for carpet cleaners and service businesses because you need to do a lot of bootstrapping to get your business off the ground. Um, we did $100,000. I personally did $100,000 in sales in my first year of carpet cleaning business in 1995. That's equal to over $200,000 in today's dollars. So, and that was just in a small town of 30,000 people. So that was all bootstrapping. There was no internet. There wasn't even, a, I didn't even have a yellow page at that time. So there is ways to grow your business. But once you've got that little bit of scale, once you've got that little bit of scale, I have always been of the mind that if you can break even to buy a new customer, by the time you go and service them, pay for the ad, pay for the technician, pay for the solution, pay for your hard costs, you're at a break even. And your repeat and referral engine in your business is kicking on all, all cylinders. You have that really well designed and, and worked out. Your clients don't come back once every two years, even though they thought it was once a year. They're coming back every six, nine, 12 months. Um, they're getting the upholstery done, their tile done, their anything else that you guys are doing, things like that. And they're repeating over and over again. Uh, you can break even to buy new clients if they're ideal clients. If you're targeting them well, you can break even to buy a new client because the lifetime value of that client becomes four or $5,000. So your $40 spend to get them as a lead turns into $5,000. That's 100 to 1, over 100 to 1 ROI. Because, and so the 4 to 1 doesn't really matter because it's the lifetime value. But even on just the one-off cleaning, if you're sitting at about a 4 to 1 ROI, you're making money and you can scale that. Um, another one here, about a half million dollar a year cleaning business, so an average size business, um, similar to the size of the one I sold. And 440 leads last month for these people. Their total investment was $6,282.38. That's how granular we get. Their average cost per lead was $14. So roughly within the same range. Again, anything under 20 is amazing across all of your organic calls. Pay-per-click is a bigger strategy for them. Um, so because they they have a bunch of rural markets, so they need to be marketing pay-per-click around the areas that their, their Google Maps isn't quite ranking in. So they organically get 
drive traffic, but the pay-per-click is driving the bulk of it. Um, so 440 leads, and we can take a look at how this factors out. The, the pay-per-click leads are 237, as we mentioned on the last slide there, and way down at $16 per lead. Um, so, and you can see right here, the click-through rate is sitting around that four or 5%, which is pretty average. Uh, cost per click is about $8, which is pretty good in carpet cleaning. You can see it anywhere from five to $15 per click. So here's another thing to think of if, if you're going, well, some of these budgets seem really high. If you have a $1,000 a month budget, that is just roughly $30 a day, $30 a day times 30 days is 900. So you're in that ballpark within, you know, and there's a, usually, there's more than, you know, 31 days in a month and blah, blah, blah. So you're right in that range. So if we just use some simple math of $30 a day, that's a $1,000 budget just under. Um, and if you've got about a $10 click, your ads are showing until the first three people click on your ad. And after that, Google turns them off for the day. So having a high enough budget to collect enough leads, um, qualified leads, and, and targeting correctly so that those qualified leads land on a great landing page that converts them better than others, um, having those pieces in place, you need a decent budget um, so that you can have like a really good click-to-call ratio of almost 50%. So let's check their math out. So 237 leads, 40% conversion rate. Again, that's just uh, like, again, an average rate that we, we find in most pay-per-click campaigns. Some clients are way higher than that. Some guys are terrible on the phone and their conversion rate's way lower. And you've really got to think, is it the pay-per-click campaign that's having a problem? Is it the Facebook ad campaign that's having a problem? Or is it your ability to get in the house, right? Or your CSR's ability, again, strongly 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 suggest you use a call a call center or a, a you know a great a carpet cleaning specific call center if you don't know of any get a hold of us we actually have um some that we uh that we recommend refer and, and have a, a relationship with that we can help get you on a uh you know cost per booking type of uh service so you don't pay unless they book a job so anyways you can reach out to us if you have any interest in that but 237 dollars a lead times 40 percent is 94 bookings Average ticket, these guys are much lower. Average ticket is 275 bucks, a little bit more more like, you know, again, some of the average guys we talk to before they start working with us and we help them get their average job up. But that was, so about $25,000 a month in this business. So about 300,000 a year of their $500,000 a year business um, in that range, 250,000. So half to just a little over half of their business comes from, from their pay-per-click is what this tells us. And they've got almost a six and a half to one, almost a seven to one, six and a half to one ROI because their ad spend was only 3,800 bucks. So 3,800 bucks to generate $25,000 in revenue a month is a good trade-off. So could you scale to that? Can you, can you afford 3,800 bucks right away? No. Well, the good thing about Google ads as well is you can scale your way through. So you, you can start building that. And what we did suggest is actually um, let's, you know, run the budget out early in the month and know that you've gotten a whole bunch of leads, but then you pause because you ran out of money and then use that money, like the, the, the jobs that you got to up that budget next time and next time. So that eventually you cover the whole month, um, properly. And, and then you can start scaling your budget and you're doing it based on the backs of the work that you're getting from your customers. So I'm going to pause another quick pause here. I like to kind of jump through and pause every, every now and then, um, any insights here? What did you learn? Did you under, kind of understand a little bit better um, what's possible with the case studies? Why, why things, if you know enough of the math, if you know what's coming in, you know where the clicks are coming from, um, all of that kind of stuff, that math can really, really help you to design a 
proper campaign. And we're going to get into tracking and how to do much better tracking so you know what to turn on and turn off as far as ads go, what to adjust, what's working, what to split test. Marketing is all about split testing. Just, just remember that marketing is all about math and psychology. That's all it is. Psychology is how do you influence the person seeing it, period, right? So you might, oh, I love this. This is an amazing looking ad. But if it doesn't influence anybody, it's just pretty. But if you if it's a crappy looking ad, and we found this even back in the day with our postcards, there's great looking glossy postcards that get sent out by every Stanley Steamer and ChemDry and you name it. All the uh, all the you know the franchises have their big corporate looking stuff. But the best postcards in the day were always ones that were done on you know a crafty type paper, look maybe just even black or black ink, maybe with a bit of blue ink, looking like you hand wrote all over it, and you know something funny something that stood out oversized didn't match what everything else that they're getting in their their mailbox looked like those ones tended to to generate a lot more um interest they didn't get thrown in the garbage as people shuffle their mail over the garbage and same idea happens here is that um you can influence people's decisions by split testing and knowing which headline works better. So you always split test like only one or two very small things um, and let the rest of it run and see if you can make a noticeable change over a, a reasonable amount of interactions. So typically in marketing, it's about a thousand impressions roughly in that range before you can make a decision whether one outperformed the other or not. And you have them running at the exact same time. So you're not worrying about politics and the, the news cycle of the day that might affect all ads. You're, you're, just, you're blending that out. So running a business is all about a, a business that grows. If, if you run a business that's not growing, if you're just doing the work and you're the technician, you bought yourself a job. And, and that's okay if that's what you understood you did, but there's no growth and there's nothing to sell. If you bought a business to grow, and sell someday and have employees doing the work for you so you could be more strategic about running the business, then you need to understand that marketing is and, and positioning your company is your primary focus. Everything else is tactical and just has to happen. So you need to know math and psychology to be able to influence your clients and know what your, where your business fits in in your local marketplace and where you want it to fit in. So how to set up and structure your pay-per-click marketing campaign for maximum cost per lead or minimum cost per lead, I'm sorry, and maximum ROI. So how do we do this? Oops, there we go. So how to structure the pay-per-click campaign. You must, conversion tracking is a must. You've got to know what's working. What we have found is that most um, pay-per-click agencies out there you know, boilerplate agencies, former yellow page agencies, reach locals and all yodels and all those kinds of guys. Um, they do a basic level of conversion tracking at best. They will let you know how many leads they generated and that's it. They don't even tell you what source. It may not be from paper. It may be the pay-per-click, the organic and everything all bundled together. But you need to know at the very base level, you need to know how many leads came from the pay-per-click versus organic versus Google Maps versus direct phone calls and things like that. Your campaign must be broken down into smaller groups targeting the various services so that you know that your text ads match what the person typed in. Because if you're running pay-per-click campaigns talking about carpet cleaning and somebody typed in upholstery cleaning and that's just bundled together, they're not even going to click on your ad. It's just, it's going to be, it's going to be incongruent. Not only are you going to get a bad quality score from, from Google as well. So you want to make sure you have a strong understanding of keyword match types. 
Um, and don't forget about your negative keywords. We're going to get into all of these and show you examples of it, but I just wanted to kind of rattle through this right now. You need to write compelling text ads that resonate with your client avatar. So, you know, what is a client avatar? Well, your ideal client is somebody. In carpet cleaning, it's typically a 35 to 55-year-old college or university educated housewife who makes the family and household decisions, usually um, 2.3 children and 1.2 animals in the home, right? That's across the board. That is, you know, two-car garage, and one of those cars is a luxury car, like a BMW, Mercedes, Tesla nowadays, things like that. That is your ideal client in most marketplaces. Not every marketplace has that exact ideal client, but knowing your ideal demographic, who is your client that's going to pay you to come in and do carpet cleaning throughout the whole house, upholstery cleaning, wood floor cleaning, and they're not just trying to clean up the urine that, you know, because they, they, they breed cats in their house and in their, in their mobile home and, or trailer, and they need it clean because it stinks, and, you know, human you know, social services have been called. That is not an ideal client for anybody. The ideal client lives in a condo, lives in their own home, um, is maintaining their stuff, understands the value of a dollar, and cares for the stuff. They wash their car regularly as well. They, they, they clean their windows. They, everything about their lifestyle is designed to maintain things. That is your ideal client. And when you speak to them, you speak differently than if you're just speaking to the masses. And most people that write um, pay-per-click ads don't get that. And they only, they're only speaking to like a generic crowd and they wonder why all the, the ads look the same. So um, you want to leverage ad extensions. We'll talk about this as well. Killer. I, I find most pay-per-click companies don't even understand or do this. And it's not that hard. You know, a lot of companies are, you know, Google ad certified, but they still don't use, know how to use all the tools properly. Um, you want to have visitors land on a solid, well-thought-out pages, and I'll tell you um, what kinds of pages. On your site or on a, on a standalone landing page is always better, but it has to be built to convert. And again, maybe not always better. you got to test this, but I'm going to show you why it's almost always better. And you want to do ongoing split testing, tweaking, and fine-tuning like we talked about. You could have a competitor that stopped doing Google Ads for a while and came back into the space. You could have new people show up. Every single day, there could be something changing. Every single month, there definitely is something changing in the marketplace that needs to be tested, tweaked, adjusted. Your bidding strategy needs to be moved around. There is so much stuff that you need to do um, to make sure you stay on top of this. So if you're doing it yourself, there is gobs and gobs and gobs of books, stacks of books that you can read on how to run pay-per-click ads properly. I would suggest you start with... Um, Perry Marshall, anything by Perry Marshall, even the For Dummies series. Um, but there's lots and lots of Mike or Rhodes. Well, I can't remember his first name. Rhodes, anyways. Um, he wrote a book with Perry Marshall, but he's got his own stuff as well. That's a good place to start. All Us and our entire team have read through and, and learned from all of those sources as well as many more. But that's a good start to understand proper split testing and tweaking and fine-tuning in Google Ads. It should be part of everything you do in marketing. You should be split testing and tweaking and fine-tuning everything. Um, 27 years of running my carpet cleaning business, as an example, you know, we, we mailed our clients, our A-list clients, um, we, sorry, we messaged them, we stayed in front of them, we communicated them 48 times a year. Sometimes it was a phone call, sometimes it became a text message, um, sometimes it was a physical piece of mail. Any single campaign we had had three, oh, had three steps. Let them know about it, a reminder about it and a final notice before it expires message, whether that was a phone call, a voice blast, um, um, you know, following up after a sales letter or a postcard, you name it. But, and what we would do is we would, you know, 
build a control. Hey, we just spent $3,000 on a winter mailing campaign and it brought in $14,300 worth of work this, this year. Next year, we're going to run the exact same campaign at the exact same time. But say if we've got on that mailing list, say we've got 1,500 names, well, 500 of those, maybe 250, is going to get a different a tweak, a slightly different offer, a slightly different headline, something different. We're not going to throw everything out and start again. We're just going to tweak something and try and see if that, that group responded better at a better response rate than the control group. And you're always tweaking. And that's the way to think of running a business because that allows you to scale and get bigger and bigger and bigger. So don't even think about spending another penny until you have that con conversion tracking in place. It's essential. You need dynamic number swapping. So what that means is when somebody comes to your, your landing page, your website, whatever it is, the number swaps out so that if somebody came there from pay-per-click versus just organic traffic versus direct traffic, what number they call, actually what they see on the page and what they call looks different. It all rings to your phone, but it's tracking how they got there because the internet sends all that code through. You can set it all up to set that code through. You put the dynamic swapping on the website and it just looks at the number that you have and says, oh, this person came from this source. And before they even see it in a, in a split second, a fraction of a second, it changed, changed the number before the page even loaded so that the right number is showing for them to be able to track. So that's, that's important. Um, the next level up from that is called a keyword pool of dynamic numbers. And this allows you to connect um, numbers with very specific keyword campaigns within your Google ads. So typically you only needed four to eight num phone numbers because there's not that many people like literally messaging through to you at any one moment, but ultimately it's to connect back to those numbers switch up, but the numbers switch up, you know, based on the keywords and the, and the ad groups and the campaigns that that person clicked on. So now you get even a more granular level for the person managing the account yourself or your, the, the team managing it. They have a more granular level of what is driving most of the clicks and then which one of those clicks are converting. You might be getting 40 clicks from one keyword and only one conversion and another one you might only be getting five clicks from but three conversions that's important to know and you can't know that without setting up all this technology you need web form tracking because you don't want people just to be picking up the phone and calling you we're actually in a world now where more people want to chat so it's web form and you all you want to have um, web form and chat tracking as well on your site so you want to make sure that you allow them to um, have a live chat or a chat to text we have a tool we've built called carpet cleaner lead pro that allows you to put um, all of this stuff on your website um, it, it's built, it includes automations and in, instant messages back to them and nurturing messages and all that kind of stuff to maximize the amount of conversions your website has, your landing pages have, and all of your marketing platforms have by creating great, great nurturing. If you want to learn more about that, just you know, hit um, Reem up in the chat here um, or send us a message. Go to our website, send us a message at info at carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com or schedule an appointment at carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. In fact, I'll pop that into the chat right now. There's a link that if you ever need to do that, you can either message Rima or click that link and you can schedule some time with us and we can talk about all of this kind of stuff. But um, Carpet Cleaner Lead Pro is essential to businesses. You have to have a, 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 lead, um, a, a lead nurturing system as well. You need to be able to have chat, web forms, and um, and, 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 and call tracking and all that kind of stuff and, and smart AI going, smart forms that are actually actively participating with your client at, at the time. So anyways, I'll get off that little soapbox and we'll move on. So what are your most important KPIs? Well, obviously your total spend, how much did you spend? But what was the average cost per click? 
If that's going too high, you've got a problem. You need to be dialing in better. You don't want people clicking on the ad, the cost per click. Um, you want to be able to have a great quality score, making sure that everything's aligned properly. The higher your cost per click more often means that you're you're either bidding incorrectly or the where you're taking people, you're at your text ads and your landing pages are off. Um, average cost per per lead from so this is lead now, not just click, but a lead is once they you know they actually filled out a form, started a chat, or made a phone call. Once they've clicked, got through to the landing page or the website, and it's been tracked. So calls, web forms, and chat. In carpet cleaning, you're going to find that the average cost per lead from pay per click typically runs anywhere from twenty five to seventy or fifty five dollars. We've even seen seventy five dollars. Um, work profitably. If you've got a really good conversion on those leads, that is totally fine. If your average job is $400 and you convert 75% of every call, you can spend up to $75, $80 a lead because you know that all in, that's a, you bought a new customer for just over $100 bucks and your average job's $400, bucks, you are right in that range. You're doing beautiful. Upholstery cleaning, a little bit less competitive, $15 to $30 a lead. It's typical. Wood floor cleaning is becoming more competitive. Because you're um, not just the cleaning, you know, maybe the screen and recoats, things like that. They're becoming a little more competitive because you've also got all the, you know, the the actual hardwood floor sanding and refinishing companies as well. So in the cleaning space, a lot of us do the wood floor cleaning now and maybe a little bit of um, coating refresher. Totally great add-on service for a carpet cleaner. Pretty much the same equipment we're all used to running. But just realize that the cost per lead's higher, but the average job is much higher as well. The average job is over a thousand bucks in wood floor cleaning. So there may be less of them out there in the marketplace and you have to educate your market more why you might need them. But um, the cost per lead is a little bit higher, but it's still good. And you also need to know your return on investment. What was the ROI? How much did you spend? How much did you put in the slot machine? Pulled the handle and how much came back out? And you need to be tracking that on a month by month basis. So a dashboard to do that, um, you need to, it needs to be giving you the data that looks like this, right? So you need to know how many leads came in that month from pay-per-click. What was the total investment, including any management fees, right? Um, and if, again, if your pay-per-click company isn't providing you any of this data, um, definitely by all means go ask for it. And I've got a, um, a screen uh, coming up here on the slides. You can take a screenshot of, of all the questions you should be asking your provider anyways. You want to know what your average cost per lead is. Um, and again, we've seen a wide range here, but it depends on the marketplace. There isn't one number that's good. $15, $20 cost per, per lead from, from pay-per-click is really good, um, but your marketplace, that might be great. Other times, it's, it could be $40, $50, as I said. So anything under $50 is a good number. So, but you, you, you absolutely know um, how many times, like how, what percentage of you are you showing up above the maps? Um, that's, you know, like, or sorry, above, so above the other ads. And sometimes you don't want to always be number one. Number one tends to get a lot of clicks that may not be the best clients. So you want to be managing where you're showing up in that pay-per-click. So when somebody types in carpet cleaning near me and first thing that shows up is maybe local service ads, are you in there? And then below that, the pay-per-click ads, are you in there? But you don't want to necessarily be number one because you might get most of the clicks, people just looking for any, you know, discount cleaners and whatever, and you might not qualify. You want people that want to be a little bit more thorough and thinking. Your cheapest leads will always come from organic. They'll always come from direct traffic because those are people that read, they learn, they check your reviews, they do all that kind of stuff. Pay-per-click is a little bit more of a quicker action person. They, they just didn't even scroll down the page. They just saw what came to the top. And that's why Google put the ads up there because Google's making money from it. It's how they monetize. So um, and you want to know what, what the click-to-call ratio and all those kinds of numbers are. Um, but if you want to take it one step farther, this is even better. It's what's called true ROI. So this is something that you can 
um, we can discuss with you. But something you can, you, if you've got a CRM system and you've got ways of tracking this, some people even just do it on a spreadsheet. But if you can find a way that, um, and a bunch of the different tools, the House Call Pros, Service Titans, things like that, they have ways of, of, of doing this that every single lead can be attributed to the source it came from. So when you run your monthly reports, if it was a pay-per-click lead, you know, in this example here, um, that the, the, the pay-per-click generated $24,000 in revenue, right? Organic generated 70,000. This is a, a, a million dollar company. Um, so, but you know where, and flood restoration, their insurance restoration came in at um, $100,000 came in from insurance leads and then referrals from clients and real estate agents and, you know, returning customers and all of that kind of stuff. And actually this is, I think this was more of a quarterly breakdown from this company, but point being, if you can actually break it right down to who booked, right. And that's, that can be done in a lot of these programs like um, service monster and house call pros and service Titan and all that kind of stuff. Um, there's ways to attribute every single lead to a, its source. And by doing so, that is true ROI because now you know you spent X number of dollars and you actually didn't just generate this many leads and book, you know, 40% of them or whatever. You generated this exact amount of revenue. So, you know, and you can break that down by the number of jobs it was and figure out what your cost or your average job is from that source. So maybe your repeat clients are the highest and at five, $600 an average job and your pay-per-click are lower at. 300. You can make those decisions and adjust your campaigns accordingly and adjust your math accordingly. So how to structure your campaigns for pay-per-click. So one of the biggest things here is about ad groups. Again, as I talked, I said earlier, I'm going to show you some examples. A lot of pay-per-click companies that don't know carpet cleaning, they just throw up an ad group. They just throw everything into one ad group. And that's it. One set of text ads, one ad group, dump all the keywords, carry on with their day. Ideally, you want to have multiple ad groups set up. You want to have a brand campaign. So you've got competitors that are probably bidding on your name. If somebody typed in, you know, Joe Bob's carpet cleaning, and the very first thing that popped up was a, um, a zero res franchise in the local area that has actually got a pay-per-click campaign targeting your name. The first thing they see is them. Now, do those campaigns work really, really well? Do we suggest them? Sometimes they're worth testing, but if somebody actually knows your name, maybe they're going to try and find you, but somebody else is bidding on it. What you want is when somebody types in your name, you want to make sure that they can find you right away. So these are the lowest cost because you can send them to your main, your homepage or your website. They know your name. You're infinitely more optimized for that, that term. So whatever landing page you sent them, send them to, that term, your brand name, your company name, Joe Bob's Carpet Cleaning is going to be all over your website, all over, you know, doesn't necessarily even have to go to a landing page this time, but you're going to find that those are, um, though that, that ad group will, will have the lowest cost per click and not spend a ton of money at all because it's really a small crowd, but you're making sure that your customers, the ones that know your name, the people that re were referred to you can just find you easily. So sure, you should be in the three pack and sure you should, be, you should organically show up below that as well. But ultimately having a little brand campaign makes sense. And then you don't want to just have your company name. You want to have your company name and all your services. So those are the, um, all the different keywords is, you know, plus carpet cleaning, plus carpet, plus cleaning, any prominent trade names as well. So what I mean by that is um, sometimes, for example, if a franchise, like in the chem dry world, you know, it might be, you know, chem dry of Seattle. 
right? So you want to be, you know, targeting the trade name ChemDry, but you also want to be targeting the trade name ChemDry of Seattle. So you want to make sure those kinds of things. If people are searching by a very specific product, then, you know, it doesn't really make sense in the carpet cleaning industry. Most people aren't looking for, you know, a, a carpet cleaner that uses a Hydromaster truck mount or whatever. But in some industries, there are you know, home service industries, you know, they're looking for the carrier dealer near them for, for their furnace. They're looking, you know, on and on and on. So you want to make sure that any prominent trade names you're, you're bidding on as well. So hopefully that makes sense. And then you want your main focus service. So not all, not all your services stand stand together. If you go back and check last year's revenue, any previous year's revenue, if you do this regularly, you'll know that um, for most carpet cleaning businesses, carpet cleaning is the is the highest revenue generating service you do. Everything else comes second. So it's upholstery cleaning, area rug cleaning, tile cleaning, wood floor cleaning, things like that, by and large. Now, some companies transition where they want to do more wood floor cleaning. They want to do tile cleaning, and they market that more heavily. But by and large, consumer-wise, there are more people clean their carpets than clean anything else. So it usually is your main focus keyword, but whatever yours is, whatever your main focus target keyword is, that should be its own ad group. And it's carpet cleaning, carpet cleaners, office carpet cleaning, geo areas, which might be carpet cleaning in, you know, mention a small town, Baden, carpet cleaning in New Hamburg, carpet cleaning in um, Wellesley, you know, small towns around you where you're not organically ranking and where you're you, you may not be in the, the the maps package you don't have a local address um you want to make sure that those keywords are all part of part of it and then you want to make sure that you have the words like professional carpet cleaning carpet cleaning services carpet cleaning company there's hundreds of keywords that go you know that all filter into that but at the very least you want to make sure that your ad group is very tight to those those terms then you want to start going after an ad group for each one of the secondary services you want to target you're going to assign a budget to these. So upholstery cleaning, tile and grout, each of these all have um, urine odor removal, wood floor cleaning. They all need their own page that they can go to that talks about that because there's no sense talking about tile and grout cleaning and then taking driving them to a carpet cleaning page. That makes no sense at all. The person is not even going to, you know, pick up the phone and call. It doesn't You're not congruent with what, what you told them you're going to do. You want to make sure that the ad itself, if they typed in tile cleaning, you don't want the ad to talk about carpet cleaning. You want to make sure the ad talks about tile cleaning and the customer and the local market and stuff like that. So these are all secondary ad groups. So hopefully I'm not losing anybody. I don't want to go too deep into this. But you also want to potentially have service area ad groups. So what we mean by that is you may want to just start off by targeting carpet cleaning in one of these smaller towns and separate it out. So you got your geo areas in your main focus here um, that can cover a few of them. We talked about right here, but your service areas, um, you want to make sure that you have all of the, you know, if it's a prominent second city, say you live in a small town near the biggest town and you're not in the maps listing of the biggest town, I'm going to tell you it might be your benefit to rent a, a you know a virtual office space or a warehouse space or a garage door for 500 bucks a month and create a second listing and rank that to get into the mass pack over time because that big city is more important to you than the little small town you're actually located in but before all that happens you definitely want to be running pay-per-click campaigns and you may want to have a whole separate ad group just around that town so that ad group is targeting that town and you know and then even the smaller towns around so you know hey this one's not producing at all let's turn it off right there's no sense wasting money if it's not ROIing, and you can break that out with ad groups so that's you know that's the way to think of it sometimes you might even want to take it as a full separate campaign 
and and give it assign it its own budget so there's different ways to test that but that's the things you want to be considering beyond that keyword types matter so in the world of google pay-per-click there's there was essentially four different types of keywords that and there's been a shift recently so i kind of want to talk about that broad match modified broad match phrase match and exact match so broad match means any ad anywhere that has anything to do with something similar to carpet and cleaner or carpet and cleaning um that could be you know carpet cleaner rental machine that could be um does a carpet need a cleaner that uses you know a, a cleaner that uses uh, soap and they mean like a spotting product broad match is a mess um broad match can get you showing up in you know for all kinds of searches that have nothing to do with you we we limit broad matches a lot but that's an example of what broad matches are i'm going to jump over to exact match exact match means that they have to exactly type that in dallas carpet cleaners and carpet cleaners in dallas are two entirely different searches and you will not show up if somebody typed in dallas carpet cleaners you will not show up if you're only targeting carpet cleaners in dallas because it's an exact match term and Google defines that by using these little square brackets as well. But you want any keyword that is absolutely essential to you, that's generating most of, you know, a good chunk of revenue, the ROI is good, you've tracked it, you've pulled it out of your, your data, you want to set up as an exact match. You definitely want to make sure that you're targeting the exact match as well and monitoring those. Now, where we get into in the middle is sort of phrase match and modified broad. Well, they've combined the two. Modified broad was a way that you could use these little pluses and it would allow, for example, I got an example down here. Say the keyword was moving services, New York to Boston, right? And that would be a phrase. So, and then the modified broad is you would set it up with plus moving, plus services, plus New York, plus two, plus Boston. So those words could be in any order. So phrase match meant that they could say best moving service, services, New York to Boston. And the phrase, New York to Boston, was in there. Or movie services, New York to Boston, near me. Blah, blah, blah. Phrases would mean that you could append things around it, and that phrase is still there. Um, modified broad match meant that these words had to appear anywhere within. So, for example, affordable moving services, um, New York City to Boston. So there's your moving services, New York to Boston. Affordable, that would make it a phrase. Broad match would be New York. So we got the New York right here. Corporate, we don't, that wasn't one of our words, but that's allowed because it's just modified. Um, and then moving services to Boston. So we have all the words, moving services, New York to Boston, all mixed around with a couple of other words in there. And then also moving services, Boston to New York, it's switched. It's now the opposite, not New York to Boston, but Boston to New York. And that would have been shown in a modified broad. So now Google has scrapped that entirely. That was around for years. And they what they've done is they've actually um, created a phrase, uh, an updated phrase match. And now you'll see that all of it, you, you can't target just the phrase anymore. It literally starts blending like the modified, all of these terms. It'll allow you to bounce the terms around. But where it does get smart, it uses AI. If, you, if somebody reversed that and just said, Boston to New York, and you were New York to Boston, it's smart enough to go, I'm not even going to show the ad. So there's a benefit to that. It's also anytime Google makes these changes, 
there's a lot of learning and there's a lot of little nuances and there's hiccups and all of that kind of stuff. And sometimes it ends up costing you more if you don't know what you're doing. So keep an eye on it. Thing that does cost you more is not paying attention to negative keywords. So this is, this is really important. You don't want people typing in carpet cleaner jobs and you show up. That's somebody looking for a job or careers or rental or spotter or machine carpet cleaning machine. You don't want to be showing up for those keywords. You want to make sure that you put them in a negative keyword list that anytime somebody is, includes that in their search, you're not showing up. What's the best carpet cleaning machine? That you do not want to be showing up for that. You don't want to be being charged to click for somebody who goes, I don't want to hire a carpet cleaner. I want to buy a machine, right? And there is, um, we've identified about 500 negative keywords alone um, that we, we start with for every carpet cleaning campaign. And that's one of the things we monitor every single day, every week is what were all the search terms coming in? And is there anything new? Is there, is there competitor names? Is there other terminology in your local marketplace that we didn't even think of that we need to add to that negative, that negative list? So very, very important to think about that as well. So negative keywords, you make sure you got to get those figured out. So now you need to re, need to write compelling text ads. So now we've got ad groups set up. We know about what keywords should be in them. You're going to do a bit of research. You're going to learn about this. If you're doing it yourself, you're going to hire somebody who understands this stuff. Um, you're going to set up all your negative keywords, but you have to have compelling text ads. Less is more. Tell them exactly what you want them to do. Click now, book now, call now, whatever. Um, if you have a special offer for the service that they searched um, and reference it in the text ad, that's, that's even better. You, you're giving them a call to action. That helps. Or, you know, number one rated, top rated, best, you know, those kinds of things. Um, you know, since 1991, you know, on and on and on. Most five-star reviews. If, so you're not doing a discount. You want to tell them why you and talk to that crowd. Again, that ideal avatar that is looking for the best, not the cheapest. Um, give them one decision. This is one of the reasons why landing pages work better as well, but um, you want to, because they can be isolated on one page where they can't click and start getting lost within your website and, and anywhere uh, offer that. Uh, but you don't want to offer them too many options to stray away from your website or from, you know, again, the text ad. So you want to be using things that are called call extensions. We know um, call out extensions, sorry. And we notice a lot of agencies don't even touch these. And I'm going to show you some proof of that. But what they are is you add them into the back end of Google ads, these different types of extensions. There's a whole different, whole bunch of them. And Google will decide based on how much room they have, where the ads being shown and stuff like that. And the previous interactions, that's part of Google's AI. Here's a call extension. Go put your phone number or the call tracking phone number right into the ad. Somebody can, if it's on a mobile device, they can click and call that number, and that counts as a click. Um, they can pick up the phone and call that number. That counts as a conversion, and you've got a phone number sitting right in the ad. Um, Call-out extensions are same-day service, um, $35 off new customers, 24-7 you know, service, up, you know, things like that. You can have a whole list of sort of your bullet points, and they can be added as an extension to the ad on, you know, outside of the headline and outside of the text, and local extensions not only does a local extension put your actual address in there, especially if somebody can come to the office, drop something off or whatever, but it also helps with the local location extension turned on. You can influence that your Google ad, Google pay-per-click ad, actually shows up in the Google Maps 3-pack. Um, Google Again, these extensions are all Google's AI chooses when, when to influence them or not. So you can't, you can't just say force it to happen, but you set them all up. And it creates a lot of, of variables in your ad. And I want to show you an example of that. So here, for example, 
this ad right here. So this is three ads above the map. So there's the map listing, and this is just for carpet cleaning Guelph. And actually, this was just this this ad search was just for the broad search of carpet cleaning, but with with a device that was standing inside the zone of Guelph in the city of Guelph. These are all extensions that that because they were turned on, Google decided to show. Right. So look at how much larger and how much more room that takes up. And then these guys don't know about it, don't have it set up and they're pushed down the page. Right. So you kind of get that example of this is. Um, you know, it's got a bit of a call to action. It's not a discount. It, like it's, it's a discount off of, of an ad on service that they have to pay for. Um, it's got um, other information in the ad that's, that's really critical. So let's look at a couple more. So we call these best performing text ads. Um, again, if you've got a great upsell, I don't mind suggesting that you, uh, you have a, a discount offer. If you're good at making a $69 offer um, actually work for you, and, and generate 250 to $400 per average job. Um, I find a lot of companies don't know how to do that. Therefore, I wouldn't use this as a Groupon type area, but um, you got an example, $20 per room, voted number one. These guys might actually have um, a $150 minimum, but look at, we've got ad extensions turned on. Again, here, other services, ad extensions, phone extensions, All there's the phone extension right there for these guys. There's the phone extension for these guys showing up. On and on. And again, it's up to Google what they wanted to add in and not add in, but that's the kind of idea that you want to be looking at. So as a landing page, you want to make sure that it's well thought out and and specifically focuses them to take one action and one action only. You don't want people showing up on your website, browsing around, and then getting getting overwhelmed and leaving. Um, your website is great to build your personality. It's great to build to, to like let people know what you're all about. It's great for the people that are interested in researching your company more. If somebody clicks on a paid ad, it's best to give them a very minimal amount of things to do. So you want them to have a number to call, a form to fill out, ideally a chat to pop up. Is it one in this example? It's down on the page farther. Um, you want to tell them who you are, why you want to personalize it. There's a picture down here of the actual business and scroll down a little bit more. And there's actually pictures of the actual, the real technicians, not stock photos, the real technicians doing the job. There's their real van in front of a real house, things like that, right? So that's all examples of, of how that works. It has to be mobile optimized, but if you notice, if I go back and forth, this is the exact same page, but when it's turned, when it's pulled up on a mobile device, because 70% of your clients are going to be searching on, on their mobile device, going to Google, typing in or Google Maps or wherever they go, type it in and then click um, the ad and they come up to your page. And if they're on a mobile device, look at, we got tap to call right there, right above the, you know, right, right at the beginning of the listing. They can just click that button and call you. So it's got to be mobile optimized and there's the offer, there's the form, and then they can scroll down and see examples and testimonials and all that and reviews and all that kind of stuff. But that's what you want to have is you want to make sure that you have everything you need above the fold. You want to have testimonials and all below why people choose you. These pages don't need to go on and on forever. They only need a couple of sections. They've got to be very direct. And every time that you've scrolled down, as soon as you scroll down one scroll, so if they have to scroll the next scroll on the desktop or the phone, you want to have, even if this sticks to the top up here so they can always find your number, you want to have you know, a button where they can click to call and maybe a button where it takes them right back to this form to fill out or pops it up. So you want to make it easy as they scroll down the page. So hopefully that makes sense. Hopefully you're taking lots of notes. There's lots of stuff to do with pay-per-click to make it work. Um, and how do you accelerate your lead flow? Let's get into that. 
Conversion tracking is a must. Your campaign must be broken into smaller groups. You must make sure you have a strong understanding of the keywords and match types so that you're not overspending on things that you don't shouldn't be spending on. You need to write compelling text ads to talk to your ideal client. If they're not discount shoppers, don't be selling them discounts. Um, you need to use ad extensions to make your ad stand out. And you want to take people to a solid, well thought out landing pages specifically for the service they've clicked on. So yeah, if you have a carpet cleaning, upholstery cleaning, tile cleaning, and you're running paid, paid ads for all of those, you have three different landing pages, or at the very least, you have your the pages on your website for those services, super well optimized to convert people to becoming, you know, pick up the phone and call, keep it very, very simple, limit the navigation on those pages, and make it very, very tight. But ideally, a, a landing page that you can split test makes way more sense in most cases. So key takeaways. Again, I like to pause every so often and see what you guys learned. So did you learn anything about sort of the, the complexities of doing this? It, it, it's a whole subject matter. It's on its own. People go through Google ad training to learn the basics and then experience to figure out how the, all the nuances. And again, most ad agencies are not targeting carpet cleaners and home services. They're targeting everybody. So what they did for a chiropractor yesterday, like the, the, the ad tech setting up the ads, which is usually a college student um, hired in in their early 20s to sit down and create ads, they're not sophisticated experts. They're just copying what other things have done. They're following a, a basic set of procedures and they're not, they don't understand the mindset of every single business that they're, they're working for. They may have never have hired a carpet cleaner before, probably haven't, and they don't even really know other than other ads that are running what what they should be saying or what works. So you know, we know because we're carpet cleaner marketing masters, we know how to do this for carpet cleaners and home service businesses, cleaning businesses, that kind of thing. But I just wanted to make sure you had that. So do one final quick study, uh, case study, but I also this is also impress upon you the importance of having a dashboard. So when you have a dashboard, you know your numbers, you know what is working and what's not working. How many clicks, what's your click through rate? Is that changing, going up or down? How many people are calling? How often are you seeing a you know, at the very top or a couple of, you know, farther, slightly farther down in the ad mix and stuff like that. This example here, 6.5, you know, to one ROI. So again, as I said, anywhere between four and, you know, anything above four, um, you know, a four to one ROI, three and a half, four to one ROI, you're profitable and you've got a lifetime value of the client locked in and you're making money on the job. But as an example, this one here with ad spend and management fee, um, 3,700 or 3,300 bucks, to generate $21,000 worth of revenue, that creates that 6.5 um, to one ROI. So every $1 put into the ad campaign, $6.50 came back out. So, and that allowed um, roughly 66 jobs to book out of 165 leads that were generated. And again, the other 99 leads, we had a whole training on that as well. What do you do with the other 99 leads? Like some of them will go elsewhere, but you've now just generated a name and the contact information of somebody who buys carpet cleaning. Why is that not the most valuable thing you've ever owned? So yeah, you've got customers, your customer list is gold, but you should have a list 10 times bigger than, you, of your, than your customer list of leads of people that you know in your marketplace that are at least have bought carpet cleaning because the majority of people still don't buy carpet cleaning. Like it's, they don't have a house, they don't have carpets, they, they're renters. They're, the majority of people that you could try and put an ad in front may not be carpet cleaners. Why would you not bring all of those people into a tool like Carpet Cleaner Lead Pro or whatever you guys are using to keep it and, and, and run timely campaigns to them? You know, three months later, hey, by the way, you might be looking at this, you might be needing that. They are buyers. Unless they unsubscribe, 
they should be get on now on your lead outreach list um, to to try out your company. So that's what you do with the other 99 people that didn't become customers this time. You take them outside of the, that framework and put them into your ongoing long-term nurture campaigns. That's how you start building a really, really large profitable carpet cleaning business. And pay-per-click is a big part of that. So questions to ask your PPP provider. Once I get done the screen, I'm going to pause for a second. You guys can take a screenshot of it. But um, how much my budget is going to Google ads versus the management fee? There is a huge movement that's happened. Like a lot of these yellow page companies that switched over, you know, marketing 365 or 360 and blah, 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 and all those. Um, former yellow page companies that just took the old model of, hey, we're going to give this guy a price. I'm going to charge him a thousand bucks, 1500 bucks, 800 bucks, 600 bucks for his SEM, his search engine marketing, his pay-per-click. And the mystery, the secret sauce is where are they spending it? Well, I tell you, anytime that we've peeled back the, the curtain or talked to any, any folks that worked at those companies and have left um, during our outreach and hiring sales people and stuff like that and, and ad support people and things like that, we know that it's, it's usually north of 50%, 55%, 60% of whatever you give them is going to the management fee. And they won't tell you that. So it's just a mystery. And that's, that's not good. You need to know that breakdown. Um, actually see if there's any more on this. Yeah, I'm going to bring them all onto the screen so you can take a screenshot while I'm talking. Um, what type of tracking will you be putting in place? So is there, um, is there you know, call tracking, web form tracking? Um, how deep is that conversion is going? Can you separate pay-per-click calls from organic calls, especially if they're going to your, your website or if the landing page has more than one purpose? Um, how will the, we, how will they track the key performance indicators? Will there be a dashboard that you can go in and look at and actually understand what's on the dashboard? Here's how many leads you got. Here's how many impressions you got. Here's how many clicks you got. Here's how many conversions you got. And here's the cost of each of those. Um, will you be setting up specific landing pages for each ad group? And can they, can they show you those landing pages? Um, do they, do, are you split testing the ads in each ad group? How often? What kind of split tests will you be doing? Do you have a strategy for that? Um, will you be leveraging all of the ad extensions to make sure the ads stand out? And what are our target cost per lead and return on investment numbers? You know, sometimes they might actually do a deep dive and then have to run the campaign for a little bit to really get that. But they should be giving you sort of a benchmark and then dialing in your local marketplace. They might give you a range. We're never going to know exactly, but maybe the cost per lead, as we showed you at the beginning, we know that the cost per lead should be somewhere between that, you know, 25 and $55. And 25 would be amazingly good. But anything, you know, Anything under, you know, that, that $50, $55 or less is a really good mark. Um, return on investment, you should be looking at around a four to one, three and a half to one, four to one at a baseline. And how much higher can you get that? That's based on you because that's you, return on investment comes from your conversions. If we see numbers less than three and a half to one on a conversion, like actually, you know, a conversion to, to a lead, that's on us. Um, a, a lead to a job, that's on you because if you can't convert over the phone, um, or by text or whatever, you've got work to do. You need scripts and you need to understand all of that. So we're getting close to wrapping up here. If you have any questions, pop them in the chat. Um, we're just over an hour and I like to wrap up about an hour, 15, hour and 20. So we're going to get to there. But what makes our campaigns better or different for us? Like, what do we do different? Well, 
we split the campaign into the strategic ad groups, obviously. We set up conversion optimized landing pages. We set up conversion optimization so that all of that kind of, you know, as the forms get filled out, there's an automation involved as well. They get messaged, they get chatted to, all of that kind of stuff. Um, we also know on conversion optimization, um, we, we track as deeply as we possibly can on where the, where the leads are coming from and what groups, ad groups, what keywords, what cities, what zones, all that kind of stuff so that we can optimize that. We also check the, the split testing the landing pages and find out what's working better one versus the other, things like that. So we can continue to optimize things and look for changes that happen. Something could be working brilliantly and then start to tail off. There may be a reason for that and we need to start looking into figuring that out as well. Um, each ad group um, we set up with multiple text ads and rotate them to find the best converting. Um, we provide that, that, that really deep, um, dashboard to show the KPIs and the one that we look at on our end is even deeper than that, way more complex, but it allows us to see some of the data that, that you don't necessarily need to be reported on. And we, we aggregate it all together, group it all up and give you a, the, the, the bigger one. And we like to have complete um, transparency. Here's how much the management fee is, here much the, the ad spend is, and you can increase your ad spend to grow more leads and scale. So our dashboard, as we've shown a couple of examples, but it looks like that this is an example from just last October to November. And you can see this company here um, did had only 30, like, again, much smaller budget. And a lot of their budget is going towards organic and, and mobile Google, Google Maps. But they generated 30, 41 calls because ad extensions are part of that as well. 41 calls from their pay-per-click, 35 calls from their Facebook ads. And we know which ones were calls, chats, and web forms. And it's all broken down and across all of them, $14 and then uh, $14.34 an average lead. And then look there, there is the, the, the actual call volume coming in from organic and the call coming in from pay-per-click and all of those calls are even recorded. So you can listen to them and figure out if you're actually answering them properly or not. So do you think this will help you make more money if you were able to dial it in, know what was working and then scale the winners, run the winners, um, so that you know, hey, I can expand. There's more room in my market for more money to be spent to generate more revenue. And that revenue generate allows me to put another truck on the road. Those kinds of decisions expand into a new territory, all of that kind of stuff. Just put in the chat like a one if you find that, you know, you understand now that knowing the math, psychology and math, knowing how pay-per-click works, knowing a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff, either the team that you've got doing it, or if you're not doing it, or if you failed before, why it may have failed, and maybe there's a better strategy to put that in place. Cool. Okay, we're getting a bunch of ones coming in. Awesome, guys. So, no, thanks so much. And gals, sorry. So, um, got a bit of a bonus for you for sticking around to the end. There's two bonuses here. One is, um, for a limited time, we do this. It's very limited every month. We have a few, few slots available, and we offer a comprehensive marketing audit and 60-minute marketing consultation with me. I charge $495 an hour for my time as a consultant, have for many years. Um, and what we're actually willing to do here is it's over $1,000 worth of value because what we actually do is we'll, you know, our research team will get to work for you for free. So about $500 worth of deep dive research, identify the key issues that could be harming your online rankings. Um, we check your website out. We check your website optimizations and all that kind of stuff. You re review your conversions, check your competitors, check where you're showing up, check your visibility. We do all of that for you. Um, and, uh, and then we create a strategy. Um, it all comes by, by me. I look it over. I spend some time on it. And then we hop on a 60-minute call to go over everything. 
the good, bad, and the ugly, where you can start growing your business, things that are looking amazing, and, and all that. And you get all of that absolutely for free. If you're looking to grow your carpet cleaning business and you have any interest in knowing all of those variables and, and maybe what the types of services that we can help you with, where we can fit in helping you generate even more ROI, um, then this is for you. And I'll give you the link to that in a second. So you got the lead flow acceleration. That's the button in the chat. If you want to that's book a strategy session, Remo will reach out to you, get some background information for our research team and help you set up a time to, uh, um, to book that in. Also, as I mentioned, if you stick around to the end, if you go to carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash rewards, you're going to find that'll take you to a folder. And in that folder, you can download um, or look at PDFs and copies of all of these, these documents as well. And there's more than that in there. We keep adding more and more stuff. But um, And if you go back to some of our previous trainings, there'll be some some reports in there and resources that, that are relevant to a previous training. So you definitely want to take a look at that as well. And how you connect with us is just carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule. And that's also the same link that is in the chat. And if you go to that, you can have a chat with us, have a conversation, and book a, a strategy session and let our team do research for you and help you grow your business. That's our goal is to help one carpet cleaner in every marketplace become the dominant um, brand so that you can get more customers, you can sell your business for hire, you can scale it, and you can have an easier business and an easier life because you've understood that the marketing, the psychology, and the math generates the helps you generate the right marketing. The right marketing helps you grow your company and all the other stuff that you guys do expertly, delivering great client experience and doing a super job in the customer's home can be done by you and your technicians, and the marketing can help you continue to grow. So anyways, I'm going to pop off the screen share here. There we go. I'm going to come up. So if you have any questions at all, pop them in the chat. Rima's going to stick around a little bit longer. I've got a boot. Um, but thanks so much for, for giving us an hour and 20 minutes of your time today. I hope you found this valuable. It is a very, very dense subject, pay-per-click and pay-per-click ads and marketing in general. That's why I don't suggest that most carpet cleaners try it themselves. If you're good at that, then you're not good at carpet cleaning. It's like you got to put on the right hat in your business. Um, and one of them is knowing how to delegate for people that know how to do the job properly. But now you know why when you're hiring a pay-per-click company, what kind of questions to ask. If you want to engage with us, you know how to do that. Go to go to the button in the chat or carpetcleanermarketingmasters.com slash schedule and you can schedule time with us and we'll we'll go through all of this with you talk about our our carpet cleaner lead pro conversion tools our websites our pay-per-click our facebook campaigns all the other marketing that we do around the web for you and how to help all that that makes sense so um anyways look forward to talking to you thanks so much for spending your time with us here today and if you have any questions at all just hit us up go to our website we have chat in our website we have you know you know, a form that you can fill out or you can just pick up the phone and call us. So whatever way you want to get a hold of us, we're here to help and we look forward to talking to you next time. Take care.